We're holding at the bottom of Chaf Vav on the base. Uh, three lines up from the bottom. Iboilu, the Gemara asks, I'm sorry, the quote from the Mishnah is, Rabbi Huda Aymar ad Arba Shais. Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah said that you have to say, you can say the, the Shachris until the four hours into the day. Iboilu, the Gemara asks as follows, Arba Arba does that include the fourth hour? Idoma Arba Lad or does it not include the fourth hour? That means that you have the, the first, that, meaning up until, let's say, what time is that going to be? Let's say, uh, I don't know, let's say 7 o'clock starts the morning, 11 o'clock. Um, is going to be the fourth hour. Does it include 11 to 12, or is it only going to include from 10 to 11? Okay, so the Gemara says as follows. Tashmar, Bihuda Eimer, Bihuda says, Ad Plaga Mincha, you have, by Mincha time, you can say, you can daven Mincha up until Plaga Mincha, half of Mincha. It's now, Iyamar Bishlama Ad Vlad Bachal. If you're going to tell me that it's not including, if you're going to tell me that it's not including the second hour, so that's why you can say there's a difference between the two opinions. Since in our Mishnah, the dispute of what time Mincha is, one said that you can daven until the Erev, the Tanakama, the first opinion said you can daven until the Erev, meaning until sunset. The second opinion said that you can daven until Plaga Mincha. So if Plaga Mincha is not including the last hour, since we said Plaga Mincha is going to be an hour and a half before Shkia, before sunset, so if it's including the last hour, meaning it's until Plaga Mincha and including Plaga Mincha, that would make it up until sunset. So if you say Loyad Bechlal, that it's not including that last hour and 15 minutes, so that's going to be the difference between Rabbi Huda's opinion and the Rabbana's opinion. If you're going to tell me that it's including that last hour up until sunset, meaning, again, uh, hour and 15 minutes before sunset is Plaga Mincha, and if it's including, if it's including that last hour, then both opinions, Rabbi Huda and the Rabbana, are going to end up going up until um, actually, so actual sunsets, then there's no difference in the Mishnah between the two. So it says, Rebihuda, Hainu Rabbanan, the two opinions are the same thing. Elamai, rather what you have to say, it's not including that last hour. So if that's so, so then Eimaseifa, the second part of our Mishnah said, you can pray Musaf the entire day. Rebihuda, however Rebihuda says, you can, only, you can only pray up until the seventh hour, which would be one hour after midday. Utanya, we learned in a bride, so Hailofan of State Filos. You have in front of yourself two different filos to Davin. Achas shall Mosaf, Achas shall Mincha. That means it reached the time to go ahead and Davin Mincha. And now you can either Davin Mincha or Mosaf. Which one should you do? Mispala shall Mincha, Vachakach shall Mosaf. First you should Davin Mincha, and then afterwards you should do Mosaf. Why? Shazutadira, because Mincha comes first, that's why you should Davin Vizuina Tadira. Mosaf comes less frequent, so that's why you should Davin Mincha first. First you do Musaf and then Mincha. Why is that? Since the time of Musaf is going to end soon, since it only goes till the seventh hour. So since it's ending soon, so make sure to get your Musaf in. And then Mincha, you'll have more time for it. So now, if you're going to tell me that it includes the hour which is set up until. So that's how you can possibly have Mincha and Musaf at the same time. Since Musaf goes until the seventh hour, <coughs> which includes from hour six to hour seven, and we know that Mincha can start being davened at twelve thirty, which is a half hour after Chatzais. We're using twelve o'clock for midday, so you can start davening Mincha twelve thirty, and we know that and if it includes the last hour, meaning it's Arba Arba and Rabbi Huda says up until the seventh hour, which includes hour six to seven, so that comes out that you can possibly find a time where you're going to have Mincha and Musaf at the same time. But if you're going to tell me that it does not include the last hour, 
So hechi meshkachas lahush they tefilas ba deyadadi. How will you ever find mincha and musaf coming out at the same time? It'll never come up. So the Gemara, uh, the Gemara says, oh, why? Why is that? Given to asya Allah shal mincha once. The time for Mincha comes, Azlala Shal Musaf. Musaf, the time for that, has already left by them. You're not going to ever find a time where they're both going to be, it's going to be applicable for them to, for you to have a decision of which one to pray first. Elamai, rather you have to say, Ad Va'ad Bachal. So you have to tell me that you're going to say, Ad Va'ad Bachal. So again, before we wanted to say, you have to say, on the top line of the Gemara, the Gemara said, Elamai Ad Va'ad Bachal. You have to say that the whatever hour we can go up until does not include that last hour. It's until there, but not including that hour. Now we see from this case of Musaf that it has to be that it does include that last hour, or else this price wouldn't make any sense. Kasha, um, kasha. And we leave off with uh, with this question. So now, Reisha, my ikl, bain, Rabbana. What is the difference in the Reisha between the opinion of Rabbi Huda and the Rabbana? So the Gemara is going to say as follows: Mi savris the high plaga mincha plaga chorina. Do they? Um, one second here. Plaga mincha. Let me just read this again. Reisha again. Reisha my ikka bein Rabbi Huda l'Rabbanon. In the Reisha of the Mishnah, what's going to be the difference between the two opinions? Mi savris the high plaga mincha mincha chorina. Is the mincha that we're talking about here the second part of plaga mincha? Rather, it's the first half of what we just split in half over here. One time, let me just look this over, and then I'm going to explain it. Yeah, as follows. Yeah, one time. No, huh? Answering the kasha of ratio, according to the second why would you do the ratio from the bottom over here? Right, meaning we still had that. Still had the kasha on the bottom. Where it says it's two different plugs. Right, no, but the two different plugs is as follows. We're still dealing with mincha katana over here, um, which is. The two chesbonos are as follows. You have nine. Um, one second. Let me just get the difference between the two things. Plaga mincha means half of mincha. So which mincha are we dealing with? Are we dealing with mincha gedolah or mincha katana? So now, if we're dealing with mincha gedolah, so mincha gedolah starts at six and a half hours into the day, and it goes up until the twelfth hour, which is sunset. Okay, so that leaves us with five and a half hours left of the day. Split that in half. That gets you two and a half. I'm sorry, two, two and three quarters. And which will leave you, which that will make it uh, six and a half plus two and three quarters will be nine and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nine and a quarter is going to be half of mincha ketana. That's, that's going to be plaga mincha for mincha. I'm sorry, for, this is for mincha gedel. Because mincha gedel, again, goes from a half hour after, after midday until sunset. That's five and a half hours. Split that in half because plaga mincha is half of mincha. Split that in half, you'll get two and three quarters. Add that together with the six and a half hours of the day so far, and then that'll get you to nine and three quarters. Okay, so that's the half of that. Now, Mincha Katana, however, Mincha Katana is from an hour and 15 minutes before, before, um, before sunset. So you're going to have, um, one second, meaning that's the latest time. Plaga Mincha of Mincha Katana is the last time you could have a Mincha. So that's going to be... That's going to be 12 hours minus an uh, hour and 15 minutes. That will be 10 hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Um, that'll leave you with from 6 and a half hours to 12 to 11. Where are we at? You need to get from 6 and a half, right? Because 6 and a half hours is, is when you can start diving to 10 hours and 45 minutes, which is, help me with the math, that's four, 4 hours and 15 minutes. Split that in half, and you'll get an hour and three quarters. An hour, 
Hour and a quarter? No, hour and three. I'm sorry? I mean, it's 4.45 on a perfect allotted day, right? Again, what's that? What's... It's four times. It's not real ones. Yeah. Right, right. But on a perfect allotted day. Right, but let's say it's a 12-hour day. Again, one second, one more time. So you have Mincha Kitana is going to be from an hour and 15 minutes before. So again, that's 10 hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, so it's like 4.45. So, so again, four, we have 4.45. Four yeah, split the... It's 4.45 on a perfect allotted day. Okay, hour. fine. So split that in half now. But that's split in half only from, from the morning. You have to split it in half from six and a half hours to, t- to ten hours and 45 minutes. Because Mincha can only start, you can only start Davani Mincha at six and a half hours into the day. But and the you can end. Everything else is that 445 would be plotted. Yeah, that's not for Mincha Now Again, meaning Mincha stops. That means you can only Davani Mincha up until an hour and 15 minutes before the 12th hour of the day. That's already split. That's plotting Mincha. I mean, because that's already. When does Minchatana start? Again, one more time. Say that one more time. Minchatana starts at 9:30, 9 hours 30 minutes into the day. 9 and a half hours into the day. Oh, starts at 9 hours and 30 minutes into the day. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Oh, because the idea is, I'm sorry. Here's why I didn't speak out. Right, because Rashi explains the reason for that is, is because the Tamid was slaughtered at eight eight and a half hours into the day. And was offered at nine and a half hours into the day. Okay, so that's the mincha katana. That's the. I'm sorry. Right. So that was nine and a half hours into the day. So now we have from nine and a half hours until. Until twelve. What's ten and three? Uh, until twelve. Is two and a half hours. Within a half hour and a quarter, and we get to ten hours and ten forty-five. There you go. Okay, fine. So that's going to be the two difference. That's going to be the difference between these two zmanim over here. So we have one second. So we have that once we split that in half. We just said that we have by mincha katana we have two hour, two, two hours, two and a half hours, right? Is that where we're at? Quarters hours after twelve thirty. Right. Okay. So and and if you split that in half, that's going to be the plot, right? No, that is that is split in half. Yeah, that's split in half. It is split in half because the whole time is five and a half hours. That's Mincha Gedele, though. What about Mincha Ketana? We're dealing with Mincha Ketana now. So Mincha Ketana, let's say. Mincha Ketana would be two and a half hours before sunset. Two and a half hours, right. So now two and a half hours before... Right, so again, so we have two and a half hours. So if you split that in half, the first half is considered... The Mincha is the Plag Rishayna, and the second half is Plag Achrayna. Right. Okay, so that's what the Gemara is going to be talking about over here. So the difference, the Gemara is saying that the difference between Yehuda and the Rabbanon is that when it says Plaga Mincha is referring to Plaga Achreina, the second half, is that when Rabbi Yehuda, who said the later, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you can go until, <coughs> until Plag, until what's that? That's Plaga Achreina. I'm sorry, the Gemara is saying that, do you think that he said Plaga Achreina? Rather, he said Plaga Rishina, which is the first part. There you go. This is Kitana, Mincha Kitana, yeah. Okay, and this is how you say it. When does the first half of this plag, I meaning basically it's, it's the first half of the half. That's really how you have to say it. When does that leave? When does the second half come in now? When you have 10 hours and 45 minutes, that's when, it, it, that's when the second half starts. Okay? So fine. So that's that's, that's going to be the dispute now in the Mishnah between... Rabbi Huda and the Tanakama and the Rabbana.
Okay, fine. That's that. Now let's go on. Tanino. Um, we have another Bryce to support this idea. Rabbi Huda Ben Bava was said testified as follows. He says he, he said testimony on these five things from a mananas katana that we can tell a katana that she does not have to get married. This is referring to a case if her brothers, if you have a minor who doesn't have a father, so her father can't marry her off, the brothers and um, the older brothers can go ahead and marry her off. And there are bon on, I'm sorry, that we could say, we can tell her that she can do mion, which is she can refuse that marriage. This is a woman whose husband goes overseas, and one person comes back and says that we saw, we know that this woman's husband died. So even though it's, we usually only take testimony on two, from two people, over here it'll be enough to take testimony from one person, and this woman can remarry. And we can, um, and I think it was like a story yeah, or something, was, yeah, the mice was right, the mice that there was a, a chicken that was stoned because he killed someone. And as follows, wine, the wine libations that go up on the altar have to be considered aged wine. And when is it considered aged? 40 days is already considered as if it's aged and it can be brought on the altar. And the morning offering, the daily morning offering, which was brought, at four hours. That includes, from the fact that it says, in the fourth hour, that includes also the fourth hour. That's what we see from here. Amr of Kahana, the Gemara goes on, Halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda, the Halacha accords like Rabbi Yehuda, Halotran bebechirasa kavase. It says, in bebechirasa means the choiciest mesechta, which is referring to mesechta's idias. Over there it says that um, the Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, Gemara goes on, um, the, the fourth hour into the day, that's when the morning offering was, was offered. Who is the one, who's the Tana, who's the one that learns this price? It says in the Pasuk as follows, which is referring to the man which the Jews got in the desert. It says, That when the sun grew hot, it melted all the man that was sitting on the ground that wasn't collected. That means that it was in the fourth hour of the day that it melted. So the Gemara asks, who said it was four hours? Maybe it was really the sixth hour of the day, which is exactly midday, which technically should be the strongest point that the sun is, is out. It says by Avram Avinu, after he had his bris milah, and he was just sitting outside his tent waiting for uh, guests to come by that he can do uh, achnas He It says over there, it was the heat of the day. So Haray, that is referring to Sheshais. That's referring to the sixth hour of the day, which is exactly midday, that the sun is at its, strong, uh, at its strongest point. So Amr Hamani Makayim. So how do you understand this? Hamani Makayim Vacham Hashemesh Benamas Barabashais. So you have to say then that when it says, when it says the Hamashemesh of the first Pasuk by the Mun, that was referring to the fourth hour and not including the fourth hour itself. So money, who's this? Who's of the opinion that learns that we're talking about the fourth hour over here? Loy Rabbi Huda cannot be going according to Rabbi Huda, but Loy Rabbanon, and it's not going to be either going according to the Rabban because Rabbi Huda ad Arba and it should be including the fourth hour, and the Arba Shayes, the fourth hour of the of by the Mun when it melted, that's not including the fourth hour itself. So um, the Gemara says, "On that Ar Arba Shayes Nami Tzafrohu," and Irabbanon. And if you're going to go according to the Rabbanon, that they learned that you can say it even until midday, 
So it definitely can't be the fourth hour that they stopped collecting because that's when the sun grew too hot. So you can say one of two ways. Either you can say like Rabbi Huda or you can say it's really going according to the Rabbanan. How is that? Either you can say it's going according to the Rabbanan Shita that learns that you can say Kriyashma until the fourth hour. Omar Krat says in the Pasuk, Babayker. Babayker. It says twice in the Pasuk, Babayker, um, which is referring to the Mun. The Torah splits up the morning into two different mornings, one until the fourth hour, and then from the fourth hour and on. And if you'll say, Rabbi Yehuda, you can even go according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Hi, Biker Yesera. I'm sorry? Hi, Biker Yesera. This extra word of Biker comes to teach us, it comes to add an additional hour. And, however, everyone learns, really, that the mun, when the sun grew hot and it melted, that was at the fourth hour. So, my mashma, what do we see from there? Which hour is when the sun is hot and the shade is still cold? That means that if you're sitting in the sun, then the sun feels hot. However, the, the shady areas did not cool off yet. That's considered the fourth hour. Um, one second. Okay, fine. So that's how we learn these two psukim, that one's referring to the fourth hour and one's referring to the sixth hour of these two psukim. And we can say that either they're going like according to the Rebihuda or like the Arbanan. And the, 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 the additional word of Babayker comes to teach us an extra thing to help support either the Arbanan or Rebihuda. Okay, the Gemara goes on now. Tfilas ha-mincha ara erev. One can daven mincha until sunset. Amar le Reb Chizda le Reb Yitzchak. Reb Chizda said to Reb Yitzchak as follows. Hosam by Shachris, when we were dealing with uh, the cases of Shachris, Amr of Kahana, Halach, Kirbihuda. If Kahana says the Halacha accords like Kirbihuda, that you can daven until Chatzais. Since we learned an idiot like him, so that's why the opinion goes according to Rebihuda. However, what is going to be the Halacha by Mincha? Ishtak, he was quiet. He didn't say anything. So Amr of Chizder, of Chizder said to him, Let's see for ourselves what the Halacha is. Midurav. We see that Rav himself went ahead and David Mincha on Erev Shabbos, while it was still day. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, excuse me. He davened the Mairev for Shabbos while it was still day. So that you can daven until Mincha, until Plag, and then right after Plag, you can daven Mairev. So the Mairev says, Adrav, Midrav Huna, Verabanon, from the fact that Rav Huna and the Rabbanon themselves did not daven then, at Orta until it was actually night, meaning after sunset, the opposite. You're bringing me, trying to bring me a story that you see that we do pass in like Rav we see we don't. Since we do not have an end result of what who the Halacha is like, the Ovid Kemar Ovid, if you do like this way, then it's okay. The Ovid Kemar Ovid, meaning either you can daven before, meaning if from after Plag, you can already daven Mayrav, or you have to wait Till um, till sunset. Rav Ikla Lebei Gniva. Rav went to the house of the base medrash of Gniva. Betzoli shall Shabbos be'erev, and he went ahead and davened Myriv. Um, he ready, yeah, he davened Myriv ready be'erev Shabbos while it was still day. Vahava Matsli, Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba Lachure. Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba went ahead and davened right behind him. Now Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba was Rav's Talmud. He was Rav's student. And he went right behind him. I mean, let's say Rav was standing right by a wall. Rev, Rev Yirmiya Barabba went right behind him. Lachuri the Rav, right behind him. Besayim, 
Rav. Rav finished his Shmanasre. However, let's elucidate the Rabbi Yirmiya. He didn't interrupt and disrupt the, the Shmanasre of Rabbi Yirmiya, who was right behind him, meaning he waited in his place. Right. Shmami not flas. We see from this story three things. Shmami no mispal adam shal Shabbos. Be'erev Shabbos. We see that first of all, a person could already dive a of while it's still day on Shabbat, on Friday afternoon. Ushmami no, we see another thing, Mesfal Talmud Achure Rabbi. We see that a student can dive behind his own Rebbe. Ushmami no, we also see another thing, Osir Lavler Kanagarat HaMespalim. That it's Osir, you cannot walk in front of someone that's in the middle of Dominic Shmanasir, which is actually the Halacha. Mishra Brewer brings down two reasons for this. First of all, because you're going to disturb the person in front of you. He also brings down a Chayodon that says that you're being mafsik between the person and Hashem. Since the person is Dominic Hashem, who's right in front of him, by you walking by, then it's, distru- it's disrupting him. And which, like we'll see in the Gemara, that's only four Amas in front of the person. This is a question whether it's to the side and back and sitting and standing. Look in the Paiskim to see all the. Um, read on that. Messiah Lele Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. This is a proof to Rabbi Shuban Levi. The Amr Rabbi Shuban Levi. Rabbi Shuban Levi says as follows: Aser Lavar connected to Mespalim. It is Aser. One cannot go ahead and walk in front of someone that's Dominic Shmanasrei. Aini is this true? Vahar Vami Veravasi Chalfi. We know that Ravami and Ravasi used to always pass by each other. So the Gemara answers: Ravami Veravasi Chutz Laraba Amas and the Chalfi. Who the Chalfi? When did they pass in front of someone that was Dominic Shmanasrei? That's when it was in front of. Four amas, which is about seven feet or something like that. How could Rav Yirmiyah do this? behind his Rebbe. A person should never pray Rabbi, not opposite his own teacher Rabbi, and not behind his teacher. and we learned Rebbe Lezer. Rabbi, someone that davens behind his. Um, his own teacher, and if someone who gives, who greets his teacher in a way that other people, in, in a way that he greets other people, which is that when when standard people greet each other, they say shalom alecha, peace upon you. When you greet your teacher, you're supposed to say shalom alecha, Rebbe, peace upon you, master. And and he and so someone that does that and hamachzer shalom l'rabbi, and someone that answers in a manner which he normally answers his friend. And someone that disputes and challenges something that his Rebbe said, his teacher said. And if someone says over something that he heard, that he did not hear from his teacher. So what does that mean? What's wrong with saying something over from anyone in the world, meaning that not from your teacher? So there's two pshatim I saw. One of them is because people will associate it with your own teacher. Since you're a person, let's say, that always goes around saying over everything you say is always from your teacher. So over here, if you say something not from your teacher, people are going to associate it that it came from your teacher. The other one is, is that you shouldn't say something. Um, I don't remember what the second one was. I think you need Dover B'Shem Aim Rani, meaning you have to say something in it. Um, I think it means over here that you didn't say it in your Rebbe's name and it came from your Rebbe. And you're always supposed to say something in your Rebbe's name. I don't remember exactly. Okay, fine. So all these things is Geren Meshchina Shetestalak Meistral. This causes that the shechina, the holy, um, uh, you know, heavenly shechina, should will be it will disappear from the Jews. So shani, uh, so again, so Rabbi Yirmiyah, how did he pray behind his Rebbe Rav? If we see that it's not a good thing, so the Gemara answers shani Rabbi Yirmiyah Baraba the Talmud Chaver Hava. Rabbi Yirmiyah Baraba was on such a great level. He was a Talmud Chaver. He was a great scholar, and he was equal to that of Rav. So it was okay for him since they were on the same level. They were equal. It was okay for him to pray behind his Rebbe Rav. And that's why Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba said to his own teacher Rav, 
did you stop while he was, after he was davening? This was on Friday afternoon where he was davening Meyer Veredi. And he asked him after he finished davening, he said, Mi badalta, did you stop working once you prayed right now? Meaning, did you accept Shabbos upon yourself? Since I see that you daven Meyer right now for Shabbos, and it's still in the middle of Friday, still, I mean, it's not sunset yet. So did you stop working also? Armalei, in Badona, yes, I stopped uh, working. I'm sorry, Umi Badal Mar. He didn't ask, did Master, he didn't say in third person. He didn't speak to him as if he was speaking to, you know, a, a teacher or something like that, and to say something in third person. Did Master stop working? Rather, he said, did you stop working? So Nigmar asks, now, Umi Badal, did he actually stop working? Rebbe says, I'm sorry, one time is follow Rebbe, Shal Shabbos, Barav Shabbos. I saw that one time Rebbe went ahead and he davened Mayrev on when it, while it was still light on Friday. I mean, it wasn't sunset yet. And afterwards he went in to the bathhouse and he came out and then he taught his class to us. And it still was not dark yet. So Amarava hahu denichnas lazia. This that he went into the uh, to, to the bathhouse was to lazia to sweat. And it was before the gzera, before the decree from the rabbanon that said that you're not allowed to go ahead into a bathhouse even to sweat. I mean, I guess they would heat up the room almost like a sauna or something like that. So Gemara asks, "Any is this true? Baha Abaya Sharalele Ravdimi Barliyui Abaya allowed Ravdimi Barliyui Lechavure Sali." To smoke some kind of basket, I don't know what he was doing exactly. Maybe like to smoke his meats or something like that, and he allowed him to do it even after he davened myriv, and it was still light on Friday. So my answer is ahu to usahave. What happened was that Rib Dimi Barliyui did not realize that it was not Shabbos yet. He thought it was Shabbos, so he went to shul. He davened myriv, and he thought, okay, it's Shabbos now. And then all of a sudden, someone told him, hey, Shabbos is in an hour from now. So since it was a mistake, that's why Abaya let him to continue doing work and smoke his, whatever he was doing with his baskets over there. The Gemara asks, to Usa mi hajra, is it true that if someone makes a mistake, he can still do work on Friday? Avidon said one time, the clouds became very dark, and everyone thought that it got dark because night came. So they went to the shul, they followed, and they davened, this is referring to on Shabbos itself. I mean, Shabbos afternoon. All of a sudden, it started. You know, a big storm was coming. It got dark, so everyone went to shul to daven Meir and espousro of him. And then, okay, the clouds uh, dispersed, and and the sun shone through, and they saw it was still day. So they asked Rebbe, but Omar, and he said as follows: Since you already started praying, you daven, and then that's too bad, and you have to. Um, Meaning it's still considered as if you daven, then it's fine, meaning you don't have to daven again. So we see from here that one cannot do malacha, he would not be able to do work if, if on Friday afternoon, he already said Meir. Our answer is no, Shani Tiber, Rebbe was not going to um, um, drive the, the, you know, the, 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 group, the congregation crazy by davening a second time. So that's why he allowed it to go through, but really if it's one person that made a mistake, he has to daven again. Omar Rebchia Bar Oven, Rebchia Bar Oven says, Rav Tzali shall Shabbos v'erev Shabbos. Rav went ahead and davened Mayriv, which was for Shabbos, already while it was still day on Friday afternoon. Rabbi Yaishi, Masli shall Matzah Shabbos for Shabbos. And Rabbi Yaishia went ahead and he used to daven uh, the Mayriv for Matzah Shabbos while it was still Shabbos. Rav Tzali shall Shabbos v'erev Shabbos. Oimer Kedushal Akais, Oina Oimer Kedushal Akais. This that Rav went ahead and davened early, did he still say, did he make his Kiddush on Friday night while it was still light? 
meaning well, even before it was Shabbos, or he waited until it got dark, and then he made his Kiddush on his cup of wine. Tashma, the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof to Amr Ibn Nachman, Amr Shmuel, Mespal Adam Shal Shabbos, Barev Shabbos, a person can daven Friday night's Mayrev while it's, it's still um, day, but Amr Kiddush al and he can go ahead and say his Kiddush, uh, his Friday night Kiddush. And the Allah is like, Rabbi Yaishia that says that you can daven for Matzah Shabbos already on Shabbos. Matzli, oh, that what? Matzli showed Matzah Shabbos for Shabbos. Um, one second. No, my bad. The Hilchas Akavase. You pause after that, excuse me. Mispal, again, Mispal Adam Shal Shabbos. A person could go ahead and say his Mayrev. I'm sorry, he can, yeah, he can say his Mayrev while it's still day on Friday. And he can say the Kiddush all while it's still day. The Hilchas Akavase, and that's the Halacha. Now, Rabbi Yaishi Matzli Shal Matzah Shabbos B'Shabbos. Rabbi Yaishi was the one that Davin Meirav for Matzah Shabbos while it was still Shabbos. Oimra Abdullah Akaisa, Oimra Abdullah Akaisa. Did he say Havdullah with a cup of wine? While it was still day, it wasn't even dark yet. Since he davened already, he prayed Meirav. So did he also say Havdullah on a kais? So obviously he didn't do Havdullah of the, he didn't do the fire because he, he couldn't, he can't do that on Shabbos. Tashma. The Amar Rabbi Huda Amar Shmuel. Rabbi Huda Amar Shmuel says, A person can dive a Mayrev, which is supposed to be for Matzah Shabbos, on Shabbos itself. And he can go ahead and say Havdalah on a cup of wine. Amar Abzeira, Amar Abasi, Amar Abalazar, Amar Abchanino, Amar Rav. Right over here on the side of this pole, that's where Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yaisi, would dive in the Mayrev of, of Friday night, while it was still Friday day. He also, Ula, when Ula came, Amar Betzad Timrahava, it was on the side of, it wasn't on the side of a pillar, rather it was on the side of, uh, Tim, what's Timra? A date tree. Sorry, what is it? Date tree. A date tree, okay. It's right, he's, that's where he stood. But Lay Betzad Amar Hava, and it was not on the side of a pillar. But Lay Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi and also you messed up the story, messed up the story. it wasn't Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi rather El Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Hava, that's who it was. And also, you mixed it up that it wasn't Friday, where he dived in the Friday night Mayrev. Rather, it was on Shabbos, where he dived in the Mayrev for Matzah Shabbos. Okay. Now the Gemara goes on. Mayrev does not have a set time. You can dive in until the morning. What does that mean? It has no set time. If the pshat is that it, this fellow can, can uh, say Mayrev the entire night, listening to Filas HaErev, Kalalayla. So then just say, say more clearly in the Mishnah, that Tfilas Erev, which is Mayrev, can be prayed the entire night. Elamai in Lokeva, what does it mean that there's no set time for it? Kemando Omar, like the one that says, Tfilas Arvis Rishos. That Tfilas Arvis, Mayrev, is not a chayva, it's not an obligation that one has to. Rather, Rishos, he could. He could do it if he wants. Now, it doesn't really mean he could do it if he wants. It means, like Tysus really said already on, um, I believe it was on Chavav Amid Aleph, in the Mishnah, where... The Mishnah already said, That means a person that forgot to daven Mayrev, so he davens two times Shachres. So the Gemara asked, how could he do that if Tfilas Arvis is Rishos? Our Gemara that we just learned says that Tfilas Arvis, which is Mayrev, is not an obligation where one has to. Rather, Rishos, it's if he gets to it, then it's, a, then it's good. So if you skip Mayrev one night, then how could he daven Shachres twice? Taisus answers that no, that this that we were saying that Tfilas Arvis, Mayrev, is Rishos, that's Lagabe Mitzvah Acheres. If you have another Mitzvah come to you, 
then you should not, then you should leave Mayrev, meaning don't dive in Mayrev, rather go and do that other mitzvah. Normally we say that if you're about to do a mitzvah, let's say you're about to dive Mincha or Shachras or something, then don't, do, don't go do the other mitzvah, rather do and um, pray, let's say Mincha or Shachras. Over here, by Mayrev though, is different. If a mitzvah comes, then you should go ahead and do that mitzvah, and then you should dive Mayrev afterwards. So that's what it means that it's a Rishos. So again, so, so command Omar, Tfilas Arvis Rishos. The Omar of Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, Tfilas Arvis, Reb Gamliel, Omar Chayva. The Mayrev, Reb Gamliel, is of the opinion that it's a Chayva. I mean, it's an obligation just like Shachar, Semenachar, Reb Omar. However, Reb says, Omar Rishos. It is not an obligation, and rather, if you have another mitzvah that comes, then you, that mitzvah goes first. Omar Abaya, Abaya says, Halacha Kedivrei HaOmer Chayva. The Halacha is, like the one that says that it's a Chayva, it's an obligation. The Rava, however, Rava says, it's like the one that goes over the opinion that it's a rishos. Okay, the Gemara goes on. There's a fascinating Gemara now, which is going to go on to Chav We'll see how far we can get in the story. The Talmud Echad. There was a story with one student, Shabalof Nei Rabbi Shua, that came in front of Rabbi Shua. He said like this, Tfilas Arvis Rishos is Mayrev an obligation, or is it just, um, what's a good word for Rishos? I don't have a good word for Rishos. Optional. It's optional. Uh, I guess optional. Not, not really optional. Elective art school uses? Yeah, it's okay. elective. elective. All right. Okay, fine. Aichayva. Or it's an obligation where you have to do it. So Amalei Rishos. So Rabbi Shua answered him that it's Rishos, it's elective. So Bolafnei Rib Gamliel. So he came to then, then to Rib Gamliel. So this is Rabbi Shua. Then this student went to Rib Gamliel and he asked him the same thing. Is it an obligation or is it elective? Amalei Chayva. He said it's an obligation. Amalei. Bahaloi Rabbi Shua Amalei Rishos. So again, so he went to Rabbi Gamliel and said, what do you, what do you say? Rishos or Chayva? So he said, oh, I say Chayva. He says, well, Rabbi Yeshua told me that it's a Rishos. Okay? So he's playing like devil's advocate over here or whatever it's called. Okay, so let's wait until the Bali Tracen are the shield bearers. They, the Talmud Chachamim, because Torah scholars are considered that they're like holding shields. Why is that? Because they're always fighting with each other and learning. So, Kishen Nichnasu Bali Tracen, when these Bali Tracen came, it's actually interesting, the Asare Ruge Machas, which we talk about on Tishbav and on Yom Kippur, we say, Arze Halavanain Adire Atira, the great scholars who were like, uh, like cedar or wood or something like that. Bali Seresim, but Mishnah Gemara, they're like the shield bearers and they, they, they knew Torah and Gemara and all that. So, that's where another place we find these Bali Seresim, these shield bearers. Okay, so anyway, so the Talmud Chacham and all these Bali Sreisin came into the base Madrash. Omar HaShayel, the, uh, like the appointed person that would ask the questions to the, to the General Assembly over there, they said as follows, Vishal, they asked like this, Tfilas Arvis, Rishos Echayva, they asked everyone's opinion, what do you guys say, is it a Rishos or a Chayva? Amar Leir Gamliel, Rishos Gamliel said, Chayva, it's an obligation, Amar Lehen Reb Gamliel, Chacham, and Reb Gamliel said to the Chachamim, Klum, Yish Adam, Shachaylik B'davar Everybody here, is there anyone that uh, that that disputes this that says that says otherwise. Amalei Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, love. No, even the Rabbi Shua himself was the one that said Rishos. Rabbi Shua was sitting right there, and they asked, "Does anyone you know object?" And Rabbi Shua said, "No, no." Amalei, Amalei Meshimcha, Amal Amruli Rishos. I heard in your name that you told me that it's not an obligation, rather it's elective. So Amalei, Yeshua, Amid Al Raglecha, Rabbi Gamliel, who is the master, who is the head of this. Base Madrash, he was the Rosh Yeshiva, he was the one in charge. He said, Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, stand up on your feet. And testify, let the Rabbanon, let the other people testify against you that you were the one that said Rishas. He said, Rabbi Yeshua himself said, no, I don't know anyone that objects. 
So he said, you go ahead, stand up on your feet, and they're going to testify against you that you did say it. And he said as follows, If not the fact that I was alive, but who mace, and... I'm sorry, if I was alive and he was dead, then I can go ahead and deny it. However, I'm alive and Gamil is alive, so I can't go ahead and dispute and contradict this the person that's alive. I'm sorry, meaning I think I can't lie and say and deny it. Meaning if, if they're alive, meaning they're abundant, I'm sorry, I think they're abundant that are alive, and they're going to say testi- testimony against me that I actually did say it. So what, what can I say? I'm, I'm stuck over here. So what happened was, the minig was that the custom was at the time, if someone wanted to say something, he would make them stand, they would stand up on their chair or whatever they would do, they stood up. And Reb Gamliel, the Rebbe in front of the room, he would tell them when they can sit down. So Reb Gamliel, what he did was, Reb Shu was in the middle of standing in the room, Reb Gamliel just continued his learning. So Reb Shu was just standing there, he finished saying what he had to say, but he couldn't sit down because Reb Gamliel didn't allow him. Reb Shu, until everyone started murmuring, like, what's going on over here? This is, you know, a disgrace to, to leave him standing like that. Now, Rib Gamliel never said everything to the crowd himself. He said it to a, an interpreter. And the interpreter, I mean, even though everyone knew the same language, however, they gave it over to in, this interpreter to say it over, I guess, more clearly or to break it down to make it easier for people to understand. And he, they said to him, Amayid, stop, stop talking. Amayid, he stopped. Ami, they said, all the Rabbana and all the rabbis in this space measure said, until how long are you, Rabbi Gamliel, going to uh, cause pain to Rabbi Yeshua, who's standing in a seat? Benazel, the Benazel, and he'll continue doing this. Rosh Hashanah is talking. Rosh Hashanah, the new year of last year. You went ahead and you pained him, Rabbi Yeshua, with the story of Rabbi Tzadik. This was that there was a Bachar, Reb Tzaddik had a Bachar, a firstborn animal. And the halacha is, is that outside of Yerushalayim, or when the base of is not around, a Bachar, you have to leave until it gets a mum, until it gets a blemish, and then you can go ahead and sell it or slaughter it and do whatever you want with it. But until it gets that mum, until it gets that blemish, you can't do anything with it, you just have to let it graze. So one person on his own animal cannot testify that his animal has a blemish since he may be doing it for his own benefit. So Reb Tzaddik was the one that said, that I have an animal and it has a blemish. So Yeshua held was of the opinion that it's okay for Reb Tzaddik, who was such a great scholar, to be believed. However, Reb Gamliel held that no, it's too bad, and one person's not, the owner of this animal can never be believed, so we don't believe you. So Tzari, Hachanami, and over here, I'm Tzari, and over there you, you pained him. Hachanami, Tzari, and over here also, now in this case, you're making him stand in the front of the base magish, and you're ignoring him. Tov and Navri, let's go ahead, all the rabbis said to themselves, let's remove Reb Gamliel from his post as, as the dean, as the head of the entire uh, assembly. So they said, okay, but who's going to take his place? We can't put up, should we put up Rabbi Yeshua himself? who He was the one that just got embarrassed, that was standing there. We can't put him in Rabbi Gamliel's place. That does, that's not appropriate. So should we put in, up Rabbi Kiva? Maybe Rabbi Gamliel will go ahead and send a punishment to Rabbi Kiva. Why is that? The less lays chosavis, because he doesn't have any merit from his yichos, from his parents, because I guess he came from, uh, from his father was a ger. Okay, there you go. Elo Nukme Lazar Benazari. Rather, let's put up Reb Lazar Benazari in charge of the entire assembly. To who Chacham? He's smart. Who Asher? He's wealthy. Who Asiri Lazra? He has good yichas. He's the tenth generation from um, Ezra the prophet. 
that if someone asks him, he'll, he'll be able to answer. But who usher and he's wealthy, the isle lefuche lebe kaiser. If he has to deal with something in the house of the of the you know the king or whatever the the, the kaiser over there, afu azol palach. He can go and deal with it and work it out for us. But who has Siri to Ezra, and he's the tenth generation to Ezra, the Isle is Chosavus, which he has merits from his parents, and he won't be able to send punishment to him. Okay, fine. So we'll stop over here.